Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Plebeians Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Delfino, and joining me, as always, our very own commissioner, Ryan Fitch. Ryan, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, Nick, thanks for hosting. Yeah, wow, wait a minute. This is a bit of a reversal. Does Thanksgiving have you being in a uh, more thoughtful mood? I mean, tis, tis the season, Nick. You know, it's the holiday spirit. Well, you know, I'm glad I'm glad I only took Thanksgiving for you to, to also give some thanks my way. And, you know, once I'm, I'm going to give you a second thanks for being here, you know, because I do really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give you a, a second one, so don't push your luck. All right, fair enough. I'll take it. And <laughs> joining us, we also have no one else. It's just us today. Just Ryan and I in the pod, you know, kind of closing it out. Um, you know, we've had a... Probably one of our longest running series of guests, I think, ever on the pod. I think we've had one every single week since we started, more or less. Uh, I don't yeah, think we didn't have one week one, but that, that was a heavy Yeah, that was, like a, that was like the starting. Yeah, that was like the starting yeah. point. But then I think after that, we've had one every single week. That is correct. That is correct. But yeah, quick so we're Thanksgiving taking episode. Yeah, exactly. So we're not having, like, obviously, like a big family Thanksgiving episode like we normally do. Obviously, COVID makes it more complicated, this, that, the other thing. So, yeah, it's just, just Ryan and I today. Uh, you know, before we dive into to football, you know, Ron, I did want to ask you, and I'm more serious. No, is, there, is there anything you're thankful for this year? Nah, this year kind of sucks. It's been a pretty tough year. I'm not going to lie. I feel I feel similarly. I do just want to say uh, thanks so much to the, to the league, honestly. I, I really feel like this has been a very fun year uh, in fantasy football, even though it's been quite tough and challenging more broadly. Uh, and so, you know, I really... Really appreciate everyone's involvement and listening to the pod, and hopefully it's bringing you some joy. And hopefully, the league is also just kind of getting you through these times as well uh, on a more sentimental note. So that's all I kind of wanted to say. Ryan, is there anything you want to add to that? Nah, way too sappy for me. All right, fair enough. Ryan, uh, let's just dive. Do you want to dive right into the power rankings? We also have a sound off too. We could we could mix it up. Let's do the sound off first. first. Let's do the sound off first. All right, yeah. exciting. This will be fun. Uh, so uh, wait a minute. Give me one second. White eels. Excellent. Okay, now we're good. So, sound off this week. Uh, it comes from comes to us from Richard, uh, and I think it's it's very much a direct rebuttal to Chris's sound off last week. And I'm gonna be. I, it, it comes in at three minutes, uh, so it's pretty three. long. Yeah, I did listen to it before because I was kind of curious. There's a, there's some good analysis in here. I actually think it's some pretty good food for thought. So we should be listening to this at one point too. But all right, kick us off. Yeah, here we go. Hey guys, Richard here. Also a long-time listener, also first-time caller. Uh, I wanted to call in and give you guys my rant on Chris's rant on my rant on Kenyon Drake. <laughs> so Chris last week basically gave the theory that if Drake does better this season, then Kyler does worse. And my ceiling with both of those players uh, is pretty much not going to get much higher. And I'm not really going to overcome the schedule luck. But I think if you dig into the stats a little bit, the theory does not hold up as well as we think. So let's Ooh, first talk about targets and receiving for Drake. Uh, last season, Drake got a lot of targets and receptions. And for whatever reason, Kingsbury just isn't having Kyler target him this year. He's gotten 1.4 targets in the first six weeks. Um, and that's pretty abysmal. And I, I don't think anyone saw this coming. The targets, we thought... Like I thought, and a lot of the fancy experts thought, would go up this year and would be a big reason why Drake would be really good. Um, and targets and receptions are a big way for Kyler and Drake to get points in the same play, right? Especially if it's a touchdown. Let's also talk about red zone. Drake, for whatever reason, has not converted much red zone opportunities. He's converted 
two touchdowns out of 22 opportunities. I can tell you from watching Cardinals games this year and from following them, um, they give it to Drake first at the goal line. And Drake usually doesn't convert it. And then they give it to Hopkins or another receiver. And sometimes Kyler Murray does run it in. Yes. So, yes, if Drake converted more of those, uh, Kyler would lose out on some points. But I think he's not stealing it all from Kyler. He'd be stealing it from the receivers, too. And I think that's evidently how the Cardinals want it to happen. They're giving it to Drake first. Um, so whatever, right? Maybe you're thinking this is all very theoretical and maybe it doesn't actually translate and it just doesn't work. Um, let me give you a few examples of rushing quarterbacks who are good for fantasy and the running back on the same team also being good for fantasy. 2015, Cam Newton is the best quarterback in the league, the QB1. Uh, his teammate, D'Angelo Williams at running back, was the fourth best running back, RB4. 2016, Tyrod Taylor was the eighth best quarterback, mostly due to his rushing. LaShawn McCoy on the same team, the running back four. 2017, Cam Newton again, the second best quarterback on the year. Uh, and Christian McCaffrey on, in his rookie year, the running back 11. And just last year, Lamar Jackson, the best quarterback. A lot of rushing from Lamar Jackson. Uh, his running back was Mark Ingram, and he was the eighth best running back. So... I think it's very possible that the two exist in the same team and due to like more red zone opportunities or more red zone success and more targets, we could have easily seen Kyler and Drake do well and raise my ceiling and help me overcome those tough losses in the beginning of the season. So I'm putting my season and my bad luck back on Kenyon Drake. Thanks Nick for hosting the pod. Ciao. Richard, thanks so much for the thanks there. I obviously really appreciate it. And I, I want to I say... No uh, thanks for me? That's fucked well, up. Ron, I always thank you, and that's kind of part of the joke. But I will say, today, kind of funny, this is the one time you did thank me. So uh, maybe next week we can ask for the, the sound off person to thank both of, both of us, you know? Yeah, or just me. <laughs> <laughs> but to get back to more to the content of that sound off... I. Richard brought up some really, really strong points, in my opinion. I agree. When he went into the numbers, you know, like the quarterback running back duos, you know, I was convinced, you know. I'm I also back think on it sounds like Richard's done a lot more research than uh, either of us have. I personally have not watched that many Cardinals games, but I, I feel like Richard has really studied this problem pretty well, and he seems to have a pretty good grasp that it really is ultimately Kenyon Drake letting his team down and not necessarily because Kyler Murray's taking all the points. I, I dabble in the Cardinals game, so, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with his points. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Richard, this is pretty exciting, I'm not going to lie. This this is a pretty pretty in-depth uh, sound-off here. I'm sure it's going to generate a lot of discussion in the chat. Um, I, don't think I mean, will. ultimately, I agree with it. You know, it's kind of funny, I feel like. I, agree. I definitely agreed with Chris last week, you know. I thought Chris brought up some good points here, but I really feel like I feel like Richard really kind of ended this argument with all these with all this different analysis that like it is definitely possible for them both to be high scoring and uh, yeah you know doing well. I'm easily convinced by whoever has the last sound off. So yeah, I, I also Richard definitely feel like yeah, there's some recency bias here for sure. I feel like Richard just kind of gave this. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I agree with Richard now. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure as soon as Chris hears this, he'll stop. He'll he's gonna start plotting a. Uh, 
uh, another sound off. So we'll have to see where that takes us. But yeah, thanks so much for submitting, Richard. That was tons of fun. Hopefully everyone enjoyed listening to it. And uh, I feel like at this rate, we'll probably have another one next week. Um, so we'll have, to see where, we'll have to see what happens next. Uh, I guess, you know, yep. there's no game this week, I don't think. Right, Ryan? No, no game. game. No okay, game. Very sad. Very rankings. sad. So we're just going to go right into power rankings. I think we're going to do a little bit of a, a speed run through these, at least for the the opening ones. I'm guessing. I mean, not not much to talk about with some of these teams. Uh, 14 down, one spot. Joe. What did you, Joe do this week? Joe Joe put up 70 points, lost to Richard. Yeah, pretty abysmal performance, as Joe is meant to do. He's kind of locked in the number 14 spot now. Yep. Um, and he'll probably end up that way going to the BCI. Number 13, Almog, down one spot. Almog lost to you, Nick. We'll talk about you when we get, when we get to you. Can't wait. Yeah, another bad form from Almog. Um, just a, Mainly it was for Matt Ryan this time, so and that kind of stinks. Stinks from him. But that, Matt Ryan didn't help. Yeah, you could argue this was a winnable game. Alas, here I don't know if it was that winnable. I feel like I feel like this is you know Almog's first performance with Michael Thomas because Drew Brees wasn't quarterback, so you know there was some more attempts at throwing the ball, which was really helpful. Uh, it makes you think, it gives you pause that maybe Almog's season could have been different had Michael Thomas not gotten injured, and then when he did play, actually get get those points. Yeah, having your first round pick definitely helps. I would say. I'm mean, I'm sure the I'm sure the, the the analysis is there. The stats would back me up. Um, up two spots to number twelve. Melissa out of the base. She's out of the basement this week with a big win. Uh, yeah, I think uh, sadly it also comes at absolutely solidifying Kevin's Kevin's oh, decline yeah. into uh, the BCI. <laughs> well, and Nick, you you put that nice, you put your nice funk on him. Like you really took all his. You're like, yeah, Kevin's gonna make the playoffs. He's gonna go on a little bit of run, and then it ended up being you that Look, went on the run. Kevin, Kevin played continued two stink. of the best teams back to back. There's no denying it. He, I'll, I, you know, Kevin played me, yeah. and yeah, he yeah. played Melissa. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah, most people would win those two games, but not Kevin. So, yeah, that Kevin solidified in the BCI. But I'll look next, next year, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. I'll see you in the BCI. All right, number 10. Nick, you know, here we are up one spot. Nice. Here we go. Maybe I'll, make, maybe I'll break yeah, single you, digits next time if I win again. Yeah, you, you, another win. You're on a little bit of a run. Three wins in uh-huh. a row. Three wins in a row, you know, just solid performances. It's really, you know, we I talked about this when we had the big argument with your trade. It's your edge pieces now that are really stepping up for you. Antonio yeah, Gibb, better. Deontay Johnson, you got 15 points from your kicker slash defense. You know, you'll like to see that. Yeah, my defense, so, got a good defense pick this week. Justin yeah. Jefferson did great. Gibson's been doing really well. Yeah, I feel really good yeah. about my team. I have a really strong team. And I mean, if McCaffrey was here... Wow, it'd be fantastic, yeah. but what can you do? Or if I Hopkins, don't even need him. Keenan if, if Keenan Allen, Hopkins, and CH were there too, you'd be pretty good. Well, as I don't well. know about Hopkins. I mean, Hopkins is pretty bad again <laughs> this week. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that when we get to Peter. Number nine, up one spot, Richard. Um, you know, R- Richard, another solid team. Probably not going to win the BCI because it seems pretty good, but he's talked about it. His schedule luck is too much to overcome. He'll probably be in the BCI at this point. But he had a good week this week. 110, he's one of the top scorers this this week. Yeah, I definitely feel like the BCI right now is kind of coming down to Joe and Almog. I think those are kind of the, the two teams I'm at least looking at. Yeah, or Melissa with an outside sh- shot. Yeah, that could definitely happen. Yeah. All right, number eight. Let's get into the playoff teams here. Down two spots, Peter. Peter phew, lost a heartbreaker. 
Right, if I recall, if I recall earlier uh, on the chat, I think you said about Peter's matchup going into Monday night. Uh, what did you say? Well, it was actually going in. So you know, I want to set the record straight for what happened. So you know, I got seven as I normally do. I, I sign onto the Discord. You know, start playing video games with Cap with uh, Peter. Of of Fancy matchups. He's like, "Oh, Ryan, what do you think of my matchup?" I'm like, "Oh, glad you asked, Peter." And I said, looked at that, looked at it. Peter had a healthy lead. He still had Patrick Mahomes. Or no, they were close in points, but he had like Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Edwards, Gronk, Bucks defense. I thought Jared Goff, tougher matchup. And um, Leonard Fournette, he kind of stinks. Mike Evans, eh, who cares? And I thought, <laughs> you got this one in the bag, Peter. I'd be floored if you <laughs> lost this one. Really not but here we are two nights later, and my, uh, I'm not wearing socks. I'm not on the floor. Socks. Yeah, Ryan is totally sockless in the house. Yeah, I think like the real surprise is like I didn't expect Jared Goff to have 23 points. So why? I feel like all the I feel like all the Tampa Bay games have been pretty high scoring, especially with teams that are also like pretty yeah. capable. And I feel like the Rams are capable, and I feel like the Rams are capable. But the Rams had some injuries to the O line. Um, Tampa Bay's got a good defense, and just wasn't good enough. Yeah, definitely a strange matchup. I mean, I was watching just kind of the fantasy highlights, and as soon as I saw Leonard Fournette get a rushing touchdown, I was like, oh, that's game over. No, oh, yeah, it was, that, that was kind of brutal for Peter. Especially because Leonard Fournette sucked. He was terrible, but they kept giving him the ball. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I couldn't square, because I was like, oh, well, like, Leonard Fournette's not going to get to actually get 10 points, and then he got a rushing touchdown, like, right off the bat the first the first quarter, and I was like, oh, okay, well, this is over. Yep. I was like, there's no way Mike Evans doesn't make up this ground or Goff doesn't get yeah, these well, touchdowns. Yeah, the first four touchdowns, so it was kind of... It was over for Peter. But, you know, Peter had a good time. Going back to the trade, Peter <laughs> Peter got a nice nice little haul this week from his uh, his traded players. Yeah, I think just to say, before you say what you're about to say, is that CEH uh, and Keenan Allen both had their highest performing weeks this week at, on the same week. That, that, that's I good. just that's, always want to keep good. in mind. That's good boom, right? Don't you agree? That's, that's, that's fine boom. I mean, but we can also say DeAndre Hopkins can sit, can, you know, once again... Not doing very well. Disappointing performance from DeAndre Hopkins. I think he okay. has one, two, three, four games under ten points. Yeah. You know, not great. Still puts him at wide receiver eight for the year. That's Pretty just good. so crazy to me. Yeah, Keenan Allen wide receiver six. Um, but yeah, so that would really let Peter down. Minus one for Matt Prater, one from the Bucks defense. You really need your ancil ancillary players to do well. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I really feel like the kicker lost Peter the game there. I, I think that's like yeah, pretty I, much I, it. I mean, neg negative yeah. one on the kicker, like you don't expect that. I mean, literally, if the kicker gets three three points, you know, Peter's oh, it's still lose. But if you get, you know, if he gets four points, that's a win. So that's it's a tough a tough pill to swallow if you're Peter. So yeah, that's brutal. That's really brutal. Uh, he's gonna need to probably win out to make the playoffs. So I think we'll he'll need to win out. The... I think he'll need some strategic losses as well from others, right? Yeah, yeah. We can we'll break it all down next week. What what's needed, but you need to win this week, Peter. It's a must Speaking win. of team that needs to win, team that needs a win, down two spots, number seven. It's Austin. Austin is now on a four game losing streak after starting off seven and now. Had a good performance this week, but um, you know what? Ran into Chris's team who had a really good week, so there's not much he could do there. Yeah, I, I think just to, well, I guess we'll talk about when we get to Chris's team. Uh, yeah, Austin's team, it's in a really tough spot. I, I really think without Kittle, that's really hurting him a lot, you know. But, you know, Schultz did well. Uh, I think this week it looks like the defense hurt him the most. Um, you know, I think obviously Austin's team is still pretty strong. 
Cam Newton had a really good week. I don't think that's really, you know, you can always expect that. Um, yeah, I definitely feel like, you know, there's two more games left. I really feel like Austin needs to try and win one. Yeah. Just to right. solidify. I mean, he, I mean, at this rate, Austin could be going into a tiebreaker situation at 7-6. No. Yes, he can. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I mean, he's got a big matchup this week. We'll talk about it in the preview. Um, number six, well, that's another person on a bit of a slide, Eric. Ever since the West Coast podcast has been... Ever since Nothing but a the jinx pod, they've been losing consistently. I, I think maybe the pod's cursed. I, I don't know what else to say. Mm, I, I don't think the math to back that up. Um, but everyone's ever bad. everyone anyone who's ever won the championship has been on the pod. But everyone who's ever come in last in the BCI has also, also been, been on the pod. That's so true. that's that's really tough. Yikes. Um, yeah, bad performance from Eric's running backs this week. Didn't get a huge performance from Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf. They probably would have needed to win. Yeah, but and it's then not fair, I feel like, to blame, to uh, blame on them, ultimately. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I definitely feel like the, the running backs let him down here. I mean, Gurley did nothing. Sanders did fine, but no one was making the points anywhere else, I think, is the real problem. Julio Jones. And Julio Jones guy. He got hurt, so. Yeah. Oh, he got hurt. Okay, well, that's really that's good. Julio Jones so, to do. so, this could be an interesting... The battle for number six, I'm guessing, could get kind of interesting, that it sounds like. Yeah, so right now we have... Me and Chris kind of just set. Austin and Nicole needing a win just to solidify their position. They're with seven wins, so that's three and four. And then five, six, and seven are all tied at six and five, just points tiebreakers. So two of those teams are going to make it. And then you Peter at five and six on the outside looking at. Tough. So. Um, number, number five, up two spots. My mom in the same matchup. You know, big. She really needed this win. Um, she got it. Yeah. Um. Two sides of the same coin, you know. Eric's defense got him zero. Rob's defense got him sixteen. If Eric's defense got sixteen, he would win this matchup, you know. Yeah, I mean that's just really tough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, really, really great plays. Stacy crushed it this week again. I think Steelers defense, great pick. Uh, you know, look, Stacy's getting the wins every week. Like we're we're always, I feel like we're always kind of saying like, oh, there's no way she's gonna pull this one out, but she always does, and. Uh, I mean, you can't count out the champ. You can't count out the champ. That, that's really the moral of the story. The dangerous It's a dangerous spot to be in right now. Yeah, she's... Still really she's competitive, I think. You know, honestly, she just needs, I think, one win to, to be in contention for the spot. Maybe she'll yeah. win out, get go 8-5. and five. That's a guaranteed spot. Yeah. I think I had the most trouble with these next two spots, like where to put them, because like no one's really stepped up as the third and fourth best team right now. But uh, up four spots, number four is Sid. Uh, we yeah, talked about the non magic. Know, Sid hung on for a big a must win. I think that was the match. That was the match of the week last week, and, and it really proved to be the match of the week. And 120 points. She was the second high scorer of the league, and now she's probably one one win away from the playoffs. So, you know, so once again, it. another champ coming back in. We all counted her out. I think midway around the season, but the magic can't deny the magic. I cannot cannot deny it. Uh, number three, same spot she was in last week, Nicole. Um, you know, Nicole, she, she lost to me, so no good. No good falter there. And um, still one win, win, win away from the playoffs. Uh, just continues to ride the Dalvin Cook the Dalvin Cook train. Um, she does actually have some issues this week, which we can talk about in the, in the preview. But I don't know what she's going to do at running back. Maybe Frank Gore, because... Yeah, it's going to be when, tough, honestly. Um, you know, Patriots defense is negative one. 
This is a bummer to see because I feel like this matchup was pretty winnable ultimately with you only getting 96 points. I think you had some kind of, you had some, you had bad luck, but you also had some good luck, I feel like, with the the overtime on the, the Baltimore game. I think that helped you a lot. And then, yeah, I just feel like, you know, Dalvin Cook wasn't scoring 40 points. Tom Brady had a pretty bad game. And I think ultimately that kind of sealed it. Yeah. When did, when? What? Did Chris and a raid? Did, Chris did I miss a trade? Did Chris and Nicole trade at some point? I don't right. know why. Because she has David Johnson and Evan Ingram. Those are Chris players. <laughs> I, think, I think Chris probably just dropped them, right? Maybe. Oh, look at Chris. I'm number two. The same spot I was in last week. Um, I think at this point, I almost have the buy locked in. So, I mean, I would take, it would take almost a miracle for me to lose at this point. Miracles so, yeah. happen. Come on. Let's go miracles. You know, let's get DeAndre Swift healthy. Let's get Chris... Or, um, Debo Samuel healthy. Let's, let's gear up for the playoff run. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, number one, Chris. Team. Chris actually has best week of the season playing. He got to play Taysom Hill at tight end, so that's really nice. And then he got I consistent I, from everyone else. Yeah, I mean, I talked about this in the chat a lot, but, like, I just think it is absolutely backwards that Taysom Hill got to play in the tight end spot. Like, I understand the rationale behind it. You know, Ron, you explained it and stuff like that to me, but it just doesn't make any sense if it. The team can come out and say on Friday... Or the no, reports the, on Friday. The reports. There are reports on the team, but that he was yeah. playing QB. And then, I don't know, like, a person, like, on Sunday, if the team's like, he's QB now, then you got to say, tough. He's no longer a tight end. I honestly don't think they have the ability to take him out of your lineup. I don't think, like, they can kick him out. No, I, I know. But, like, for me, that's a, that's the kind of a, I would say that's an issue on, like, ESPN's part, personally. Like, yeah. this is not me faulting anybody. This is more just saying, like, it's definitely kind of like an edge case sort of situation that occurred. And I do feel like if Taysom Hill didn't do so well, like, if you got 12 points, we probably wouldn't be having this discussion. But because, like, literally, if you played him at tight end, you got 24 points, which is unheard of at tight end for this season. It's, like, genuinely was just game-breaking. Um, and and, if, and honestly, fortunately enough, that wasn't the deciding factor in Chris's win. Because if it was, if I were Austin in this situation and, and Chris won because of Taysom Hill, I would be pissed off, truthfully. No, just me. I mean, good. Good thing, good thing it didn't really matter yet. Chris team just had a good, good says performance throw out. So Chris gearing up for the playoffs. Chris, uh, Chris currently not carrying a kicker in his team. We'll see if that continues. It's a bold move. I mean, I think it worked out really well this week. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I gotta be honest. Yeah, I think Chris has the strongest team here, probably the healthiest team too, generally, and he has good depth and everything like that on his bench. So it's gonna be I interesting. Because running back two spots still got a lot to be desired. His flex spot and his tight end spot. Yeah, because Taysom Hill was a one-week thing, so that's true. He that's definitely true. Back to playing Logan Thomas or whoever he'll be, whoever else he's going to be playing. I mean, Chris is a buy this. So I guess he's going to make it out of the first round. So I guess that his his yeah, curse Chris will be lifted. Well, I don't even remember. Did Chris have a buy before at some point? Chris always loses his... a buy, but Chris is always going out the first round of the playoffs. So and my streak will my streak will obviously continue top four every year. Thank you. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, you never know. I mean, maybe you might get, you might lose your buy, but probably not. Sad. Yeah, I'll, that's just not going to happen at this point. Uh, all right, all right. the matchups. Week eleven pre or week twelve preview uh, matchup of the week. Touched upon it. Strong playoff implications. My mom versus Austin. Currently, Austin projected for a four point win, one hundred two to ninety eight. We'll see what. Um, well, I'm going to do a running back. Um, Austin Eckler might be back this week. He might might also be next week, so we'll see what happens there. 
Austin doesn't have a ton of great matchups, in my opinion. But he does get some guys off by, like he gets Jimmy Graham back. I think the slide continues. I'm going to pick my mom. I'm also going to pick uh, your mom. Oh, yeah. And I called in some recon for some guest picks. I got picks from Almog. Almog picked Austin. Wow, really? Almog, That's interesting. Yeah, this is fun. Defending no record on the pod. So the guest pick right now is Austin. And I'll move us on to our next matchup, me versus Sid. Sid, Sid needs, needs another win, but of course she runs into one of the tougher teams in the week right now. Which team is that, Ryan? <laughs> and I'm going for a 113-96 to 9, victory. Um, let's see what Sid's going to add in some points when she put Stefan Diggs back into her lineup. Um, we'll see if DeAndre Swift plays because that's a, a big big key for me, and I'll lose like six points if he doesn't. Um, I'm obviously going to pick myself. Almog picked Sid. I'm also going to pick Sid this week. Yeah, that's not a surprise. <laughs> Richard Bruce. Fair enough. Oh, I didn't break down what happened last week. We'll, we'll take a pause right now to do that. Um, my mom killed it. Six and one in picks. That's awesome. Who'd you I get my, Um, She got if Peter you know, and no worries. Peter and Sid. Oh, that's funny. I had one of my worst weeks. I went three and four. How'd I do? Worse, you went two and five. Are you serious? That's so sad, honestly. When you said you went three and four, and I was like, oh, maybe I went four and three. Let's go. I don't think you've, you've yet to beat me in a week. We've tied a couple weeks, but you've yet to beat me in a week, Nick. That's, that's really depressing. I am 43 and 27 on the season. Nick is 29 and 41, and the guest is 49. So a six-game lead on me. The guest currently tell. has. All right, we're back to the games. Richard versus Peter. Really you know, tough matchup. Currently yeah, you really projected can't for one, the fact that Richard does have a very good team. Yeah, one ten and one oh nine in the projections. So that's as close as close as it gets, really. And I also, yeah, it uh, looks like Adam Thielen's out because COVID positive yeah, test, I believe, unless that changes. Um so yeah, he's gonna lose thirteen tough. points. Actually, but he can play, he might be able to play on Sunday if he's like asymptomatic and test negative the rest of the week or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a possibility, but outside chance. Uh that's tough. Um he doesn't really have the bench player to replace him either, so I'm 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 gonna pick Richard, I guess. I don't know. I I want Pete to win, obviously, but I feel like Richard's team is probably gonna come out on top. I'm also gonna pick Richard. Almog picked Peter. That's a good chance for me to pick up a pick up some points here. Actually, I picked against Almog all three times so far. Almog, you're you're just gonna go the opposite way of me just to get some points and uh. You're not completely wrong. I do need to make up some ground. I don't think this will be this match will be the place to do it though. Joe versus Kevin. Um, we're not even going to talk about Joe. Joe's predict for seventy three. Kevin's predict for one thirteen. I will pick Kevin. Yeah, I'll pick Kevin too. Yeah, yeah I'll also pick Kevin. No surprise there. Um, Nicole versus Eric. Another big, really big match. There is definitely. Or if Nicole's in, she's wins. She's definitely in. Eric needs. This win to keep pace with everyone else. So currently, Nicole is projected for 90. Eric projected for a hefty 115. I think that's one of the highest projections. I'm, I'm going to pick Eric. Uh, even with Julio Jones potentially out, I think it's a pretty favorable matchup for the Seahawks, which is really going to help. Yeah, so it is a very favorable matchup for the Seahawks. Uh, but yeah, Julio Jones, I do not expect to play. So he would be slotting in. 
Emmanuel Sanders, maybe? He was projected for five. That's a 10-point loss. Who's Dalvin? And Nicole needs to find a running back, though. She's probably going with Frank Gore, who's projected for a cool nine. So 98. Too high. How? Nine? Really? Well, they actually just lost another running back, so he's kind of the only person on the Jets. Are you serious? Closer. That's amazing. But you also might not play. You know what, Dalvin Cook, carry us home. I'm going to pick Nicole. No way. And, and one of the key reasons here is Eric, or I'm going to pick Eric. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nicole, shocking. Right? Wow, this is, this is Ryan making the picks that I used to make. I don't, like, I'm not picking like people who have no shot. I don't know. This one seems pretty dire, not going to lie. I feel like looking at the numbers. And Melissa, when Melissa was facing the toughest opponents in the league and you were, your team was terrible. Yeah, you got to have faith, right? you know? All right. Another good place to maybe fade Almond here. Almond versus Melissa. You know, bottom for near the bottom. Currently, they're projected for Melissa with a slight lead of 101 to 99. I'm going to pick Melissa uh, here. You're going to pick Melissa. Let's look at the matchups. Melissa really needs Chris Carson to come back. If Chris Carson comes back, she takes a, a nice big lead in the projections. Almog, does he have any tough matchups? You know, is James Connor tough. Back? No, that's not on this either. These oh, because Michael Thomas. No, Drew Brees will not be back. Mm, that could help. Could help. Yeah, we'll see. They're playing Denver in Denver. Tough place to play. Kalen Pelage. You know what? Give me Melissa. Why not? Wow. Amazing. But Melissa's leading the projections, and Chris Carson could be coming back. Lock the projections in. And then the final matchup, Nick versus Chris. This one's an interesting one, because Nick's been on a bit of a run. Chris, the highest, obviously, the number one team right now. Um, Chris might go no kicker. So, we'll see what he, we'll see if he picks Why one up tomorrow. Why would he pick up a kicker? He didn't put. He dropped one last week for an extra running back. So like maybe he's just gearing up for like he's got a buy in place. This is. Yeah, true. I'm a. I mean, he's got the buy in place. Like he doesn't need the win. He's so why why a kicker battle? Yeah, why play a kicker when he can stock about another running back and hopefully one of them hits? But I don't think he'll keep Taysom Hill on his team. Yeah, that would probably be my prediction there. Um, Nick, are you gonna pick yourself? Yeah, I think I'll pick myself here. I feel good about my team. I don't, I'll yeah. be honest, though. Like, realistically, like, I think if McCaffrey was playing, this would be a slam dunk. It's a little more complicated that he's not. Um, but overall, I think these are pretty good matchups for me with all my wide receivers and stuff. So it's definitely possible to get some big points. That's cool. Uh, it's actually interesting that you picked yourself. I'm going to pick Chris. Uh, Almog is also picking Chris. I think Tevin uh, Coleman might play. So I actually have another running back, which could be pretty decent. Whoa, that'd we'll be see. interesting. Um, yeah, I guess Malcolm Brown's pretty bad. So you oh, probably need to... It really depends if Chris plays a kicker. If Chris doesn't play a kicker, you've got a better chance. Kickers are good. I mean, like, good it points, doesn't like... make sense if, like, for Chris to like, take a loss here. If like strategically he's going to have a good running back. I mean, he has a buy locked in at this point. So I can't fault him for that. And it's a great flex. If you win without a kicker, it's like, I didn't even need the, the seven points. All right. Well, that's all I got. Everyone right. have a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, everyone stay safe. Have a nice Thanksgiving. Uh, obviously, we'll be back next week with another guest. Uh, we know there's two people who haven't been on who we will get on the pod. Don't worry about it. So 
you know, as always, please like, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Ciao. Ciao. Yeah.